Blog Talk Radio. Radio. You know, through their own life experiences and soul perspective, those in spirit try desperately to assist the living by offering wisdom that can lead us back to the path of love and connection. My guest tonight will provide us insight from her experiences as a medium, and perhaps you will hear from one of your loved ones. So stay in the queue. This is T Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. My guest, I'm so thrilled, is Rosemarie Rubinetti Capiello. She is an intuitive, medium, healer, hospice grief counselor, and volunteer an ordained spiritual minister, certified hypnotherapist, yoga instructor. She is Reiki attuned and earned a BS in physical education from Montclair State University, and she's attended Arthur Findlay College in England. She is also the author of Speaking from Spirit, inspiring stories and messages from those who have passed on, and they truly are so inspiring. 
Roe is joining us to provide readings to some of you and to discuss mediumship, her work, and her book. So welcome to the show, Roe. Thank you for joining us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I am good. Thank you, T. Thanks for having me. You know, I saw you at a library in Sparta, which is the town next to me, and I knew when I was asked, do you want to go to this event, and I went, I thought, you know, well, maybe I'll hear from someone. But I knew after you talked about the book, the reason I'm here is to have her on my show. And I'm so glad that you agreed with that and that you're joining us tonight because your book is truly fascinating. It's a quick read. You want to read more. You want to read the, the, the additional stories. And there are 25 different stories that seem to bring forth these wonderful messages that I believe everyone can glean something from because the messages are well, they're universal, you know, love, hope, inspiration, healing, forgiveness, and even lessons in death. So before we get to any readings, I would like to know if you would please tell our listeners a little bit about how you came to do this work. Well, um, I don't, I, I, I kind of feel like it was something that uh, awakened in me that I wasn't really seeking or, or thinking that was going to happen to me. I kind of feel like a series of events happened. I had, um, you know, like I had my own little kind of crises that um, kind of triggered me to realize that my intuition was guiding me. And from there, I was introduced to mediumship by seeing a medium. Someone had asked me to, to take them to see this medium, and I didn't even know what a medium was at the time. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking when I was there, like, you know, this is so fascinating. Why why am I here? I don't have any people that are dead, and I don't know what this is, but this is fascinating. And after that, like, things just sort of unfolded for me in different ways. Like, I really felt like I was very much led to things that I didn't even know I wanted to understand or, you know, about psychic ability or, or intuition or spirituality and then when I had my first medium experience, I'm one of those mediums that's more like a clairaudient medium. I hear people in the spirit world talk to me, say to me, oh, you could hear me, things like that. And when I had that, I thought this was just like a one-time thing. Like, uh, this, will, <laughs> this was just, you know, one time and it'll never happen again. And, and then it just kept happening. So my agreement then became with my God that if, you, if God wanted me to do this, then he'd have to send me the right people to help me to understand it. And also that I wasn't going to go out and tell anybody I could do this, that he would have to bring them to me. And that's how it worked. I'd never told anybody I could do it. And people would show <laughs> up and I would say, your loved ones are here. And that's how it would work for a long time until the book <laughs> came out. Then it was more like I was put out like in the front after the book came out. It was... Um, not that I was denying myself, but I had to, like, claim myself in a, in a different way, so to speak. Well, what's interesting is in your book, I mean, these are not just, well, they are. They're, they're stories from ordinary people. However, I, I have to say, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. Ernest Hemingway, these are not your, mm-hmm. you know, standard okay. people. These are people everyone knows. So I think they were trying to coming through and telling you, yeah, see, this is really, we're going to put you out there. So that's very, very interesting. Um, you talked at the library about Ernest Hemingway and, and, mm-hmm. and that was a great story. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to know if you'd relay that, please. I thought that was great. Well, when Ernest Hemingway came, when I would sit and I would be sitting with a spirit to come in and tell me their story, I never knew who it was going to be until they told me who they were and what they were about. And when Ernest Hemingway was there, what I first felt was like my body just felt so much bigger. I knew I felt like a man connecting to me. But when he kind of said who it was, Tim, I'm really sorry. I, I've never read any of your books. And <laughs> he wasn't at all insulted. And what I realized when he was conveying his story was that he wasn't coming to me as this famous author. He was coming to me as a regular man that needed to make a very serious apology to his family. And I didn't really know why. I didn't know anything about him at that time. I know I should have. I I, I should have. I, I, I am a very avid reader, so 
but I didn't know anything about him or what, how he lived or any of his work or anything like that. So afterwards that he was making this big apology, I had to look him up. And I had to see what this was about. And I realized, oh, my God, he really did need to apologize. He, you know, was a bit of a scoundrel. And and then he died and kind of left his family holes in the bag. So, but what was so interesting after that was the first book signing I did was in the Northdale Books and Greetings. And when I said to the owner, where's my book? I want to see it on the shelf. He brings me over to this place, and it's next to Ernest Hemingway's book. <laughs> and I said to him, oh, my God, you put me next to Ernie. And he said, oh, you want me to move it? You, you know, It's not even the same genre. And I said, and I said no, no, he, we're friends. We're friends. I want to be next to him. He didn't know that Ernest Hemingway had told his story in my book. But it was so funny that that's where I, he had me sitting, was right next to Ernest Hemingway. I think that's great, and that that part of the story isn't in the book, but no. what Ernest said when he came through to you is, and I think, yeah, I just thought it was so cool that he actually came through, you know, and the people yeah. that you've had, obviously they're coming through to show you that we mean business here, you have to write these stories, so Again, the name of the book is Speaking from Spirit, and it's inspiring stories and messages from those who have passed on. And I think, I truly think in each story, you glean something in each one. It's not like you can pick one and say, oh, I get this one. In each one, your heart opens a little more. You become more compassionate. You realize and you see things in a different perspective. It's It's a great tool because we learn so much that we don't know that we do know but have forgotten. Does that make sense? Right, Yeah. right. Or, or even that to see from just a different perspective, to not get mm-hmm. stuck in the sorrow or the suffering or what looks like something so terrible. That's what I think it's had a way of, of up, you know, seeing it from a higher perspective and then offering that to us a week or two. And I think that that then helped us in, or helps us in our own lives when we're going through something to remember that this is just temporary. It's not that heavy. It's not as tragic as it seems, and everything continues on. And it's for a reason, because sometimes we can't understand certain things that are happening, and we complain and say, well, but what about, why does this happen to children? Why does this happen to these people? Or, or, you know, and there is a reason, and it's not the evilness on the planet of other people. It's soul contracts and agreements that we've made. We talk about this a lot on the show, but people don't, they don't necessarily get it. Your book, I think, conveys it in such a great way because you see, because you're hearing from spirit on the other side and you, you, you can read it and you think, Oh yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. So yeah, I think this is something that, you know, we've got a ton of people in the queue. I think this is something all of you need to really write down speaking from spirit and Rosemarie Rubinetti Capiello. And we call her Ro. Ro, would you like to, do, yeah. a, do a couple of readings? Okay. Let's see. All right. I'm going to say the last four numbers of the phone number, and then that person, you will be on the air. So the phone number that I'm clicking on right now is 6054. You are on the air. What is your name? Hi. My name is Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Go Hi. ahead, Ro. Hi, Rebecca. You're on. Okay. Um, I have to tell you, I, I wasn't really um, expecting to do mediumship tonight, but let me say – Rebecca, do you have any questions about um, anything that have to do with spirit or the people that are in your in your um, afterlife in their afterlife that you want to know anything about? Well, I um, was just interested if um, anyone would um, come through and have any messages. And I look forward to reading the book, by the way. <laughs> okay. So let's work like this tonight. I I have to tell you, I did not prepare to do readings. I wasn't I wasn't sure I that I was going to. I thought we talked about it. I'm so sorry. I thought we talked about it. Yeah. I apologize. Because I have to tell you, mediums do prep for that. There's a whole space we kind of get in in our head, and there's a whole space we go out of our head for. So um, I I wasn't really sure about that. So... I'm going to do this, though. I'm going to just power up a little tiny bit. And, Rebecca, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to give me the name of somebody that you would like me to connect to. And I'm going to see if I can get them. I'm going to see if I can dial them up. 
so Robert, Robert for Rebecca, for Rebecca. So when I call in an energy or call for an energy and how mediumship works for me is that I usually will feel my energy get very big and then I'll feel like a commingling or blending with someone in that spirit world. And what I'll tap into first usually is sensations in my body that will kind of let me know things that they may have felt or experienced or suffered from or died from and or their personality. So as I'm calling for Robert, for Rebecca, the first thing that I'm connecting to is this very soft, sweet energy, a very gentle person here. But I'm feeling a lot of pressure in my chest, and I'm feeling like a little difficulty breathing. So is that making sense to you about your Robert? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be clear that it's him connecting to me and not somebody else's Robert or somebody else that's in your family. Okay. Come on, babe. Come closer. He's saying to me he wasn't afraid. And he's saying to me there was somebody there with him helping Mm -hmm. him or comforting him. And looking very deeply at him or into his eyes or even if his eyes were closed. But this brought him great comfort in his last moments of life. Do you understand that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say somebody's saying it's okay and you could let go. And he's, this is bringing this, this Robert such great comfort. You understand that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's talking to me about um, facing his death with great integrity. And what I mean by that is he's saying kind of understanding on uh, nobody ever wants to die. And even those of us that that are not afraid of death will be a little like nervous at the end, like, oh boy, what's it going to feel like? But Robert is saying to me, he he accepted and resolved himself to this and faced his passing, and faced his final time, sorry, he corrected me, with great integrity. You understand that? Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he says you look beautiful. Um, now, I kind of feel like he's standing next to you, but I need... I need to feel more connected to that energy. But are you sensing anything right now, Rebecca? Like um, you getting hot or tingly or a little palpitations or anything? Because that's when a spirit is present for us that we will feel that connection. And I kind of feel like he's standing right there talking to you in present time. He says you look beautiful. Oh, uh, he, he used to. I used to feel him around a lot and not so much anymore. But one of my um, children do okay he, okay because i feel like he's standing to your left right now wait yeah. let me get it right i, I actually yes. right before you said that i felt the um yes. that tingling sensation yes and and again those physical sensations sometimes we think oh well you know am i nervous to have too much coffee but what they really are is a spare presence and the pets pick them up a lot. Wait, he's saying something about a cat being in spirit with him. So did you recently have the loss of a cat? No, but one of his um, his children did. Okay. Okay. So I guess he's saying the cat's with him. Okay. <laughs> um, he's also handing you a rose. And what it feels like to me is this is a sign for you, a rose. Let me just get that straight. Yes. So um, the symbol of the rose, not just um, 
the physical rose itself. But when you need this man, he sends you a rose or he sends the symbol of a rose to you. Oh, awesome. Right. Do you ever see signs? Do you ever see things that you think are him? Usually um, when he comes, I can definitely I feel him. him. Right. Yeah. All right. This is more of a tangible. Sometimes they'll send pennies or they'll send a butterfly or a flick of the light. This man is going to give you this confirmation that what I'm saying is true. That's how I'm going to put it. That somehow, some way, there'll be a rose shown to you very shortly after uh, this connection. But wait, let me just listen to him again. He's talking to me about June being a very important month, the month of June. And he's playing a song in my head. It's like um, a slow kind of dance, like a a slow romantic. I'm not really hearing it that great. But he's got a memory attached to this. He's got a very strong memory attached to this. And it's, I don't know if it's um, something from your, your first courting time or I'm not sure what this is, but he's holding you real close in this memory. It's like a memory from when he was alive and you shared this song with him. Okay. It's something very, I'm not getting clear with this. I have to say, this is me kind of slowing this part up, but it's a memory of his view. Oh, Okay. I got the song. It's Eric Clapton with You Look Wonderful Tonight. And and I don't know when you danced with him with this, but you did. What do you want to ask? Um, Does he have any messages about um, my one child that has just um, left to start her adult career? Hmm. that she's going to be fine, not to worry about her. She is definitely, that job came through at just the right time, he says, just the right time for her. He's talking to me about somebody else, though, with um, the one that had a, a learning disability. Which child had a learning disability? Um, neither of mine, but one of his um, grandchildren. Okay. Because Hashtag he's telling that me, case of Tourette's. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for that. Um, he's saying something about this child. I don't know why he jumped me from. I guess he's not worried about your child. I guess he feels like that. They're, she's fine. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he wants to talk about this one with the learning disability, the Tourette's. That he, he's saying, let me listen. The institute that she was taken to um, is on the right track for helping her now. This is a her, right? This is a her? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And whatever they recently changed for her, I'm going to say in the past year, mm-hmm. is going to get this it, it, like very much under control for her. She's this is next year is going to be a very very like good year for her where she's going to really thrive. She's going to really thrive this one, and I want to say he helped to direct them to where they needed to go. He opened opportunities or doors for that. Very helpful because my um, my sister wasn't sure if she should um, continue with it and if that you know she didn't are they on the right track? She just kind of. Was um, didn't have a lot of confidence in it. Well, you go back and tell her that he said yes, that he said awesome. this, and, and that he guided this. He guided this. Perfect. He loves you. Wow. He loves you. He loves you so so much, and he holds you so close and so dear. And again, there's just such a. Um, such a beautiful memory attached to this song, like he's just beaming 
with pride and 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 joy and this is a this is a memory in life where he was dancing with you with that song it was at, at a wedding that mm-hmm. i had a feeling yeah. i knew it was yeah. some significant event but he just is and oh my god i could just feel this love for this man has for you just overwhelming overwhelming but okay so let me he's not worried about any of your kids they're fine they're good you did very well with them yes you did very well with them he has a tremendous respect for you as a parent this is high praise. Yes. Yeah, this is high praise from this one because I have a feeling he'd tell you if he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he'd tell you if he didn't. <laughs> and he's talking to me about somebody named Anthony meeting him in the spirit world. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So gonna hang with you <laughs> and he's gonna disconnect from me. I'm already feeling him disconnect from me. <laughs> All right. Oh so, wow. So Thank fast. you yes. so much. Yeah. My he's, my heart is just full. <laughs> yes. He's lovely and I and I have to tell you, um I I didn't know if I would have any trouble with him kind of being so connected to you that he would be disconnected from me, but he seemed to be able to hold that space for both of us very well. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I yeah. thank you so much. Great, so Rebecca. Much. Great. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, Rebecca. You. Have a great night. Thank you. I will with that message. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 That was really interesting. Um, she got all of it. And I apologize again. When we first talked, we had mentioned that maybe we'd do this. And I just went with it. And then I guess I never got back to you and said, yeah, we're doing it. I just went with it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I I was, I was thought we were going to just talk about spirit tonight or have questions about spirit. But, um, you know, I prepare a little bit for that just by kind of meditating lightly in the day. Yeah. There's a whole different practice to medium or a whole different prep I do for mediumship. But apparently somebody must have known I was going to be doing this because they helped me to really get in that space easy. So um, <laughs> so no no worries, I guess, no worries at all. Well, thank you. I do have a question regarding the book. When people read the book, have you had any experience or any feedback from the book about things happening to the person, the reader, as they're reading yeah. a book that, okay. Yeah. Can you give us a for so, instance? Yes, so when I was writing the story, there was times when I felt that I was with that person experiencing what they experienced. Like when Anna Vincenza talks about coming through Ellis Island and coming into the, you know, the turn of the century, uh, you know, uh, Brooklyn. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was there. And I also realized that each story had a very different vibe and tone and was the writing style was completely different. But I thought that maybe I was just thinking that. And then when I would share the stories with people, they would say the same things to me. Like, oh, my God, I felt like I was there. I felt like I was reliving that with that person. I felt like I was experiencing that time frame. Oh, my God, their voices changed. The energy was different in each story. So it really validated for me that it wasn't it, it, that these people would become present for whoever was reading their story, that they would feel that connection to them, that uh, almost like a medium connection again to them and would experience that too. And so it, I realized at that moment what it wasn't just the words and the information and the insights that were being given to the reader. It was an energy download. And when Mm -hmm. fear comes, when I do mediumship, my medium teacher will tell me this all the time. And and, uh, just to clarify, I didn't get to go to Sansa Jet or Arthur Finley, but all my teachers, they come from there. And my Mm -hmm. teacher, Eamon, would say with mediumship, you don't have to say a lot. You don't have to give a lot of evidence. 
the fact that that spirit is present there is they're bringing an energy and spirit. What heaven brings is love and joy into the room. And everybody will feel that. Now you were at the book signing in, um, mm-hmm. in Sparta. And even for the people that are listening, you didn't have to be physically present to receive that energy gift that was just given to Rebecca from, I think, her dad, Robert. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Be, you, we all just felt that and got a shift. Well, what I realize is with those stories, that's exactly what happens, too. We're getting an energy download of love and joy and peace because that's what heaven is. And, oh, my God, don't we need that? We need that more than ever now. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. This is personal, so for me. Go ahead. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, so I open your book. I start to read it from the very beginning, and I get to number one. Soul Power, a story about Dr. Mark Raphael Huber. I start to read this, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's hitting me. I'm resonating Mm -hmm. so much with this story. This Mm -hmm. was on Sunday afternoon. I probably only read on Sunday afternoon, I don't know, maybe 60 pages, and then Mm -hmm. I went to bed. And Sunday night, I woke up in a sweat like I've never had before, and I was like, something's Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Something was happening. What was happening? <laughs> well, I think what was happening was you were, whatever that story, whatever uh, Dr. Huber was saying was opening up a whole other channel of healing ability in you. And yeah, that, I'm an energy therapist. That's why it yeah, resonated with me. Yeah, and I think that it was awakening or unlocking or unleashing another potential within you. Now, in the middle of the night, we tend to do a lot of spirit work, or spirit does a lot of work on us. So we're supposed to be going into this, like, you know, theta, delta state, right? That is where mm-hmm. we're going to be sleeping. Delta is where we're going to get this deep renewal and rest in the body and in the mind. Well, when we have psychic ability, medium ability, Um, empathic ability, healing ability, often in our dream time, and and everybody leaves their body in their dream time, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. with people that are psychic, healer, medium, they are often visiting into the spirit world and and learning or getting fine-tuned or um, being visited by uh, the spirit world or whatever. And and we get these downloads that then go into our unconscious, subconscious, and then work work out in life maybe a few months later or come into our consciousness a few months later or show up as a new ability later. And mm-hmm. that's what I think happened with you. I think Dr. Huber was tuning you up. I, it was an overhaul. This was no tune-up. This was no jiffy yeah. loop, okay? I mean, I was like, are you serious? What is going on? Oh, I, or think of, yeah. it, think of it like the, the computer was being updated. So now you're not Windows yeah. 7, you're Windows 8, and you have more capability. That's what it is. Yeah. He brought me right through to Windows 10 with no upgrading. He just there went right go. for there it. I'm, right. I'm telling you, it was crazy stuff. It was crazy, but it was very interesting. And I thought, I knew, I thought, this is the book. I know this is the book. There's nothing wrong with me. This is the book. Right. I knew it. Right. I knew it, and I could calm down, you know. It was very It was very weird, though, and I had to ask you about it because it was very strange. I think, as I said, I think people can glean something from everyone, and after that, I started reading them a little bit differently and looking at them in a, in a little bit of a different way and realizing right. how significant this book is for our planet. Nobody else has written like this. Nobody else has well, taken the time to and write and channel the way that you did for this, which really gets a point across so that people well, learn. I will. I'll say this. It's more practically put into words there. But I, I can't mm-hmm. say that that's completely true. I've had, I've read books that have completely transformed me and changed me and have prepared mm-hmm. me or awakened things in me that I didn't even know that needed to be awakened. I think I have received downloaded information and um, energy through different books, through different spiritual books, like like the, the New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, yes. 
totally mm-hmm. gave me an energy upgrade. Um, Gary Zukoff, even the first volume, I'm going to say, of Conversations with God, there was definitely mm-hmm. an energy download there. Now, there's some books that were very interesting to me, like Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love, and, and different psychic information books or, or, or books on the shocks. But they awakened my mind. There was energy delivered through those other books that I'm talking about. So I can't really And say I agree that. with you. And yeah. you are not. <laughs> You're being very yeah. humble. Yeah. I, I'm saying I, I, that I, 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 I agree with you what you're saying, that you do get downloads and stuff I have from other books as well. It's the way that this is written, all the stories. There's, no, it, there's very little in between talking that you do except to talk about the story. So I'm going to equate right. this to this is right up there with conversations with God as far as I'm concerned. That's that's this book. It's up there with right. that because yeah, you get downloads from other book, and we do learn from everything that we read. I'm just saying this one is done in a way from spirit, totally, totally. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm going to tell you this: that there is another <laughs> very channeled book that I remember when I read it, and I probably read it 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and then, or maybe longer, maybe like maybe when I was in my early 30s and then reread it, that that confirmed this. And the book, The Color Purple. I remember reading that and thinking, this lady isn't telling, making up a story here. This is something that really happened. And that it was so profound about, you know, empowerment in a time when someone was had no power and was, you know, made feel powerless. And... When mediumship developed in me, I went back and reread that book, and I was like, this, she, she's telling somebody's story here. And then I remember reading something about Alice Walker that she had practiced mediumship. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> now, she never said that when she wrote that book, all this. Like, you know, she never said, oh, yeah, um, you know, so-and-so came back and was telling me their story from spirit. But I know that that's how she got that book, even if she doesn't know that's how she got that book. I know that's how she got that book. And it, it was a profound book, a profound, uplifting book. And so uh, I, I, I think this, these stories are like that. And what I, to me, what's very profound about it, and, very, and I can understand why it was given to me, because this is how I live spirituality in a very grounded and practical way i'm not um i am you know i live a very normal mundane laundry filled life so i don't (laughs) live like a mystic but my whole life is a very mystical life and i see that the reason why these people came to me and gave me their stories is because the way i explain spirituality is very very practical and that's how they do too Yes. That's like the part of the book that probably is so good is that it is yeah. everyone can understand it. There's no complexity yeah. to it. No, this is a, you, spirituality is not separate from your everyday life. It is right. your everyday life. Right, it's you a practice. This. It's how you live. Right. It, 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 right. Even if you don't practice, you live from your spirit and then everything you do, whether it's eating an apple or helping somebody or writing a book or whatever, is all all spirit because it's coming from your spirit so um we tend to think that they're two separate things that we live a you know or we have a spiritual practice and live a regular life but we don't they're the same thing they're one thing right and that's what these people tell in their stories yeah when you are living your life and coming from your heart you're living your life spiritually and that's what you are doing when you know you're even when you're not you're living your spirit for the terms of the contract that you have come to what you're doing so everybody really is is just a a level of awareness where the awareness lies i guess is probably more the factor yeah well this is the thing when you and not everybody uh knows or is connected to their spirit there's certainly some people that Mm -hmm from their ego we know this but and but yes we could do it consciously or unconsciously when, when we choose to understand that we are a spirit in a body and we ground to that then it's easy and 
and we live in a, a much more conscious place of that. But I definitely know people that are, are very connected to their spirit, but I would have no idea what I was talking about if I said that, yet they still live that way very unconsciously. But right. when we live from that place, consciously or unconsciously, there's no room for lying. And there's no room for lack of integrity. And there's no room for insecurity or doubt. There just isn't. There might be like our human self that'll that'll visit that every once in a while, but you don't live from that place and you certainly don't act from that place. Now, if we could all get to that place It'd be a different world. <laughs> unconsciously, it'd be, yeah, there, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having any discussions on on uh, you know how to mend fences or race mm-hmm. or or um, or this politics. We wouldn't be we simply wouldn't have that. We wouldn't they be where wouldn't we are. Either. That's for sure. Right. 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 Oh my the goodness. Only pro- the only way we get creation is when we're living from the ego piece of us. And we're living mm. unconsciously from the ego piece even worse. So, you know, until that changes, I I tend to feel it's changing a lot and very rapidly. But, yes. you know, we see old remnants. That's what the news is about right now, old remnants of right. that. Yep, absolutely. Would you like to do another reading? Are you up for that? Sure, absolutely. Okay. The caller, the last four digits are 0424. You're on the air. What's your name? Hello? 0424. Okay, I'll go to the next one. All right, the next caller, the last four digits are 5349. 5349, you're on the air. What's your name? Hi, this is Lena. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi, Lena. Good. I want to see, um, I am looking for a new job. I've been working part-time since November for a real tyrant is- lady. And I'm just so worn out from this lady. I mean, if I could, I would just quit, but I can't afford it. And I did have an interview yesterday. It went very well, and I'm just hoping you see this coming through for me or something else. All right, Lena, let me just explain a couple of things first. Mm. Um, you were sent to that lady to kind of help her, um, not only with your job skills and, and with your uh, expertise or experience in what you're doing, but also in helping her to kind of understand what, what kindness is and what gentleness is and compassion is. I understand, I'm hearing from your guides and your angels that the calmer you remain, the more she can spin out of control. But your presence of calmness is very much necessary in that space. Now, Spirit sent you there for, for to help, but Spirit won't leave you there, okay? Um, in other words, Spirit isn't going to sacrifice you for her good, but Spirit is giving her an opportunity to try and maybe see the light or, or, or come to, from a, a different way or a different place. I think that your work now is complete with her or as much as she can take. And even if you think that she hasn't changed, your presence there has very, very much changed that work environment and has affected her positively, even if she's not living from that same space yet. But you will have a new job by September. Now, I don't know if it's this one that you went for the interview for, but I know that you made a really good impression. And if they're not going to hire you, they're referring you to somebody else. If they're not going to hire you, they're going to at least give you the courtesy, call you and say, we would have really loved to take you, but we can't. But we are going to tell you that we think you should repass your name to somebody else. So I know by September you're working somewhere new. I just don't know where yet. Oh, okay, yeah, because this lady is really getting to me. She was away for six weeks, and she just come back to criticize everything I do. Right, and the karma that you are about it, the more that you don't go back at her, the more I can see the more wild she gets because she's not used to that. 
she's looking for she's looking to provoke you out of your own peace. And when she can't do that, she doesn't understand what, what what's happening. And so she kind of ups the ante, and she walks away like kind of scratching her head a little bit like, what was that? Why didn't that get to her? Why didn't that make her feel bad? Why didn't she get defensive? Why didn't she explain herself? Like, she doesn't understand how you can just kind of, like, accept it, like just kind of be there and be all right with it. And that's like something inside of you that is about holding your peace in the face of adversity. I don't know where you were trained for that, but you were trained in your early life for this. You were trained in your early life for this, meaning you experienced that with somebody else. Oh, and, all the time. Don't you, I've been around this personality many, many times. Yes, I mean, don't, honey. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, honey, you are. And But do you understand that that these things have been coming at you and yet you've managed to maintain and hold who you are and hold your own inner peace and your own light and not let that affect you, not let that diminish you, not let that turn you into something bitter or um, angry or allow you to feel like, well, uh, because I, I get people that treat me bad, I can get to treat people bad. Do you know how amazing that is? Do you know how hard that is, I could, I don't even know if I could hold myself when I am crossing the street and somebody comes around the corner fast. I could lose my mind right over that. You've been faced with people that have treated you badly and, and, and have like a, almost a bully energy, and yet you hold your peace? Really? Really? Yeah. That's amazing. You should send you to the Middle East, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> So my point of this is you were sent there for purpose, but spirit isn't leaving you there to suffer through this. You've done your work. You've done as much as you could for her. And now it's time to move on and, and have a different experience that where you feel welcomed, acknowledged, um, uh, cherished, um, accepted, um, where you have kindred spirits with you that understand you and acknowledge you, and and that's what comes next for you. Now, when you encounter, if you should, again, in this life, encounter somebody with this kind of personality and this kind of energy, I want you to remember in that moment that you are there because spirit sent you there to affect them, not for them to affect you. And I want you to stand there in complete awareness and consciousness. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Spirit put me in your path so that I could bring peace to you. So I'm just going to stand here, and what you're saying is blah, blah, blah to me, and it doesn't get in, but I know that the light within me is getting in you, and you can thank me for that later when we get to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to... Yeah, I want you to own that. I want you to stand in that. I want you to ground that. And I and then uh, these things will move along a lot quicker. Okay. Uh, I just okay. said September seems like a long time away. <laughs> yeah. Well, just count down the days. Just count down. It's the only days. two months. Only yeah, two not months. Less. Yes, yeah, less yeah. than two months. Yeah. Six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I just feel like I've been in boot camp, but that's what yeah. I feel like. I've been in boot camp. Well, it's been a very repetitive cycle for you, but yeah. <laughs> it won't it won't always be like this. Eventually, every good soldier gets to retire. That's good because I, I think I put in my I yeah. put in my time. I'm ready for the good stuff to come to me now. Yeah. Yeah, you've been a very you've been a very powerful, peaceful, spiritual warrior without even knowing it. But every good soldier gets to retire from the guard, and they usually then get set up with a nice little house and a pension. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank All you, right, Lena. Have a good night. Bye. So, well, I have another question yeah. for you. Do you continue to channel these writings still? 
Yeah, well, lately that that's been more coming up more and more that I have to make the time to sit and and uh, do the next book. I work a lot with hospice. Well, I did. Let me tell you that I did. I don't as much anymore. I worked with hospice as a volunteer, not as a medium. They didn't really know I did that, but that always came out there. But I will work with people um, like in a hospice capacity if somebody asks me, and I do that mm-hmm. completely of service. So I have learned great things in working with people as they're dying. And there's so many wonderful, miraculous, sacred things that happen in the process of somebody coming to the end of their life. And I'm going to write these ones that are very have been very significant or important for me and also more channeled stories. I told Spirit that um, I can make the time to do this, but they have to make sure that I have the income to do it so that uh, I don't do this with any worry on my mind. So we're getting that done now. We're actually getting that done now. Part and that's radio, fair. Yeah. Part of your radio yeah. show, I'm sure, is contributing to that. As the book sales go up, so does the uh, passive or royalty income, which then allows right. me to write. So there we right. go. Right. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, and, and people yeah. don't think that you can negotiate with spirit, and of course you can. You know, I negotiate oh, with spirit all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you tell it's more. It's not commanding, but it's telling spirit, "This is this is what I need," and having absolute trust and faith that absolutely. You know, I tell spirit all the time, like when I'm going to do um, a book signing or a reading, I'll say to the spirits before they come, "Listen, this is the deal." I want very good, close connections. I want meaningful information. I want something that somebody recognizes who you are uh, right away so that uh, we don't have to go through a whole bunch of stuff. And I want you to be extremely present. You could use my energy as much as you'd like, but I want you to bring the goods and create a healing for everybody in the room, make this a win-win. They always 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 honor those requests. Always, mm-hmm. and it's the same with anything. You said you you tell spirit, "This is what I need. This is you know, this is what I would like to do, or this is how I would like to work." It always gets done. It always gets mm-hmm. done. Yep. Now, your website is Correct. That's what I have. Correct. Yeah. These okay. are, there's another domain name of Speaking from Spirit will take you right to that same website. So. Oh, okay, that's easier. Speaking from Spirit. Yeah. You'll find Which all kinds of, of information yeah. on that site. Right. It's the name of the book. You'll find all kinds of information. And Roe is in a lot of places. So, you you know, if you're in the area, you might be able to go to a, a book signing or a, a library um, speaking engagement or something. Check it out and you'll be able to see her live. There's a lot that she's doing. Plus, you have things that you do online. You offer courses. There's a lot that's going on. So check yeah. it out. Speakingspirit.com. Right. And the and the libraries, what's so great about the libraries is that they're free. They're free events. And so I do always do mediumship. We always make connections, but we talk about things that are of a spiritual nature. And people love to ask questions like you asked, like, what was I experiencing in that middle of the night? And mm-hmm. so the, I love doing the libraries because I feel like gives everybody an opportunity to come and experience this. Not everybody would want to pay for this. I get that. But they would want to come and experience this. And the libraries are are, are a free event. I'm all over New Jersey right now. Mm-hmm. And I think even upstate New York in the fall, in October sometime. But if you... If you wanted to come, this would be the way to try this or to experience this and see what it's like. Absolutely. And we're we're getting close to the top of the hour, so I know that where they can buy the book. But you tell us, where can we buy the book, Speaking from Spirit? Yes, we can buy the book at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. There are some bookstores that carry, but they're like more like mom and pop local. But it, it can be bought there. Also, at any of the book signings, the free book signings, I always bring books so you could buy one there. I always sign them. Or if you already have a book, you could bring it to the book signing, and I would sign it there. 
And exactly like T said, I have webinars on on I do two webinars a month um, that you can join in on. I have I send out an energy alert every Monday. Um, so if you're on my email list, every Monday I kind of talk about what's going to be going on this week, how to kind of work with that energy. And every beginning of the month I talk about the energy overview for the month. And so if you're on my email list, you get all that information. You get all it's that. great. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go sign up and check it out. Speaking from spirit, you know. So, listeners, yes. we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do that. So send the link for this show to everybody you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. Again, uh, Ro, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Energy Awareness Radio. It's been a real pleasure having you on. It's most enjoyable. Your book is great. I wish you the best of luck. And if you'll just... Hold on while I do the rest of the outro. Yeah. I'll put you in the green room and we can have a conversation afterward. On behalf Thank of everyone so here much, at Energy. Oh, you're welcome. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T Love, and you can tune in next week for another great show. For more information about me, please visit my website. I hope it's working because it hasn't been recently, quantumwellness.org, or you can go to sojihuggles.org. That's my children's foundation that I just started in March. Please check that out. We're doing a lot of good things for kids who are in dire need. I mean dire need. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Nah. 